Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. My name is Greg, and this is the seventh part in a series where I take a high-level look at what a cardinal is, as cardinals will come to feature heavily in our show. I've come up with seven elements of cardinalness for us to look at as we get started. Decades from now, when we're wrapping up, we'll circle back and see if this list held up or if a new list is needed. The seventh and final element of cardinalness I came up with is paracleity. Yesterday's Romanitas was a made-up word. Today's word is even more made-up, but it is likewise based around an existing, albeit fairly obscure, concept. Of course, you're currently listening to a daily podcast on the administrative history and cardinals of the Catholic Church, so I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say you're probably here for obscure content. I'll go a smidge further out on that limb and hazard a guess that you might already know what, or rather who, the paraclete is. But just in case, I'll explain. The paraclete is the Holy Spirit, one of the three persons of the Christian Trinity who together make up one God, according to Christian theology. Of course, many other monotheists laugh and dismiss this as polytheism. But hey, three persons in one God is an accurate presentation of Christian theology, and anything else isn't. So, there. Anyways, the notion of the paraclete isn't completely synonymous with the Holy Spirit taken as a whole. Rather, the Holy Spirit as paraclete is emphasizing a specific aspect of the Holy Spirit. Oxford, and I'm sorry, proponents of other dictionaries, but Oxford set the standard when it comes to English language dictionaries in the opinion of this librarian. Anyways, Oxford defines the paraclete in Christian theology as, quote, the Holy Spirit as advocate or counselor, end quote. John uses the term paraclete four times in his gospel and once in his first letter. So, it's an old one, and it basically referred to a family lawyer in ancient Greek, but in modern English it basically only survived in reference to this aspect of the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, as advisor or counselor, is the most spot-on relevant to the Cardinal's role as papal selectors out of all the elements. The Cardinals are still men, mind you, just as the Gospel writers and the other human authors of Scripture were men as well. Yet, in a similar, yet theologically distinct way as God inspired the human authors of Scripture, Catholic theology also holds a certain amount of guidance by the Holy Spirit as applying to papal selections. Keep in mind, I'm no theologian, so if you want more specifics on how that works, well, you should uh, consult someone who is a theologian, not me. Now, I did say a certain amount of guidance, because it's not like just because someone is chosen as Pope that means they were necessarily the best choice. There have been awful popes. For one, maybe the Holy Spirit guided the cardinals to picking a scandalous and awful pope, because that's what the church needs to really get some reform kick-started. After all, the only thing worse than an evil pope is a mediocre one. I don't even know that it goes that far. Though again, I'll yield to theologians on this, especially if they want to be on the show. My understanding is that the guidance of the Holy Spirit, when it comes to papal selection, is basically to guarantee that whatever the choice may be, 
it will not destroy the church. Which, I mean, doesn't sound like a particularly high bar, but when you look closely at some of the things that we'll be looking closely at in the years to come, it's a guarantee that is really quite necessary. For one, as messy as things have been, even in the almost thousand years the cardinals have been selecting popes, it was often messier before that. And yet, despite all that, the papacy and the Catholic Church is still here, and still constantly in need of the paraclete, and of renewal. That's enough for today. I'm sure our next episode in this series will be a banger as we reflect on all seven elements of cardinalness together to help tie things together and get us ready to apply them as a framework for our future discussions. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.